Welcome back to The Basin Binge, and if you're new here, welcome. This is a review of Tenant, the 2020 sci-fi action thriller written and directed by Christopher Nolan, um, out in theaters currently. Now, if you're new to The Basement Binge, just so you know, again, my name is Harrison. Normally, there's two other individuals here with me, two of my friends, Kate and Kelton, who are actually brothers. But with scheduling conflicts and other things and just the difficulty of getting together, it's just me today. So it's going to be... I'm sorry if you're new here. You're missing out on a lot of the pizzazz that we normally have. Um, the dynamics of having three people trying to talk about a movie um, is a lot different than just one. So it's just me sharing my thoughts today. It's going to be really, really different, really unique. Um, but I'm excited. Um, this is my second attempt at it, actually. About a week ago, we saw the movie, and the day after or the day of, I don't remember. Um, I think the day after. I, rec- I record an episode on my own, and I wasn't satisfied with anything that I had to say um, in editing it, and I realized it was such a boring episode, I was like, man, if I was listening to this, I'd feel cheated for my time, because it was just so bleh, um, so I decided to try again, this is my second attempt, um, hopefully, it's gonna be a lot better for you guys, anyway, this is Basement Binge, so, let's dive into Tenant, a 2020 sci-fi action thriller written and directed by Christopher Nolan, starring John David Washington as the protagonist, Robert Pattinson as Neil, and Elizabeth Debicki as Cat. Armed with only one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Let's listen to the trailer. All I have for you is a word. Tenant. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying I'm again here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest a certain Russian national. Mike's bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel? No. Inversion? Name it and pull the trigger. You're shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Whoa. I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Your duty transcends national interests. This is about survival. It seems bold. Bold, I'm fine with it. I thought you were going to say nuts. This is where our worlds collide. How would you like to die? Old. You chose the wrong profession. Well, that from here. Hasn't happened yet. There are people in the future who need us. I need a tenant. We need to save them here and now. It's reversing the flow of time. 
Doesn't us being here now mean it never happened. You want to crash a plane? But not from the air. That was so dramatic. Well, how big a plane? That part is a little dramatic. After that incredible trailer, listening to it, let's immediately jump into what we call our two cents here at The Basement Binge. Um, because this is such a new movie, we're going to kind of change it a little bit where we're going to keep the spoilers away for a lot longer than we normally do. At the beginning of every podcast, we always have our two cents, which is two minutes of uninterrupted time where we get to give our knee-jerk reaction to the movie without the other two people interrupting us. Um, obviously, that's a lot different when it's me on my own. Um, but it, either way, we keep it spoiler-free. This is a spoiler-free review. I will let you know when there are going to be spoilers so you don't have this movie ruined for you at all because you definitely don't want that. Um, the marketing has done a pretty good job at keeping it a secret. I'd hate for me to ruin it for you. So anyway, two cents. Here we go. I, I don't have two minutes of time here because it's just me on my own. Um, and I actually wanted to talk a little bit about what it was like for me and, and why I'm re-recording this the second time because I, after seeing the movie, I kind of... I. There, I, I saw that there were kind of two camps, if you will, about what people thought about this movie. For the most part, I think people enjoyed it to some extent. People were excited to go back to the theater. They appreciate Christopher Nolan's ambition, whatever. Just kind of like a general idea about it. But but the two camps kind of seem to be that, oh, it's not good because there isn't a lot of emotional depth. Uh, depth. It's Christopher Nolan at his worst. Um, it, it's it's an action movie, and, and that's it. Like, there's no emotion. The villain isn't good. Like so on and so forth and then the other one is it's the greatest movie ever and that those people just aren't using their brain and whatever and and i kind of saw myself like divided by both camps kind of in the middle seeing and understanding both sides of it and not really understanding which one i fell into if any uh kind of which ideas i supported more and so when it came to the actual review it was just like really neutral and really generic and like the it's such a waste of time honestly because there, there was nothing exciting about it and I, I hope for every listener returning or new that the reviews that we provide that i put my time and creativity into is something that you value and is worthwhile to you I and mean, whether you agree with me or not that you feel the time you spent listening to me was valuable and, and so i wanted to, to try it again because i gave myself some time on my own to think about it and come up with my own opinions so to my actual opinions as, as subjective as they are um and, and I kind of want to talk about that super quick before I get to my opinion. Because um, I feel like I, I view and experience movies in a very unique way. And, and maybe I'm a little prideful in saying that. But sometimes when I read people's reviews or I talk to people about movies, I feel like people are always trying to compare a Jackson Pollock painting. If you don't know who that is, is a guy who does like the crazy abstract, like just colors going everywhere where it's not really like an image or an illustration. Anyway, Jackson Pollock, like, they, they try and compare something like that to, like, I don't know, like the Mona Lisa. Something, two totally polar opposites of the spectrum when it comes to paintings and art, and both incredible in their own respects. Um, and, and especially when I saw people say, like, there's no emotion. I, like, sure, that's true, and we, we can talk about that in a second, but, like, I didn't go to the theater and pay money for this ticket, and I didn't get excited about this movie because I was expecting, like, an Oscar-worthy drama. I wasn't expecting, like, 
fleshed out emotion and maybe i'm totally just misunderstanding what they're saying but like i i always say this as a joke but i genuinely mean it if you go to transformers movie and your expectations are anything higher than hearing the transformer noise and listening to optimus prime say something intense that makes you want to fall off a cliff you've got the wrong intentions going into the movie and i feel like it applies here as well like it i don't want to say this boastfully because i'm probably not the only one who views it this way but when I go into a movie, I'm able to shift my appreciation of it depending on what type of movie it is and the intent behind it. And, I, of course, emotion – I shouldn't get caught up on that idea. But, of course, emotion is important in every character. But, like, I definitely felt the emotion in each character. But beyond that, that's not why I went to go see the movie. I went to go see the movie because I was excited about a Christopher Nolan movie. I was excited to be back in the theater. I was excited to see an intense blockbuster with really great action and an interesting idea and an incredible score. And that's what I got. So this was a really like weird two cents that I hope I provided some type of idea. I just, for those going to see it, I hope that you can just have the right mindset when you go see it because it's great if you do. It's so enjoyable. Like I was on the edge of my seat. I was smiling from ear to ear like a little kid. Like I was just having the time of my life being back in the theater with my friends and family and enjoying like an intense action movie with great acting great characters an incredible concept and really really high quality filmmaking and it was enjoyable for me um and anyway i just for those people who who maybe haven't seen this movie yet or i have and they feel themselves being affected by those negative reviews it's okay to like this movie if you were like me i felt guilty for liking it because because it isn't what the other people are trying to make it anyway that's enough of the two cents. I enjoyed it. I didn't get to that. My two cents is that I really enjoyed it. It's a high-quality, well-made, intense action movie with great sci-fi thriller aspects of it um, with really great filmmaking and great performances. And I, I want to say one other thing. Back to the Jackson Pollock idea. Something that made me change my opinion about him because I always thought his art was like really dumb and like why would anyone value this? It was something that changed it is when I understood the intention and the motivations behind Jackson Pollock as a painter and as a, as an artist. And understanding him and, and his intentions in making what he did made me able to appreciate his work in a different way than anything else. And I think that you can have the same understanding when you go to see this movie. Anyway, that's enough of two cents, but it's way longer than two minutes. Hopefully that helps some people who who felt kind of trapped like i did anyway on to pick your poison i'm rambling at this point saying the same thing over and over again pick your poison here at the basement binge this is our personal rating scale um and instead of having like five stars or whatever rating scale you want to get it we, we made up one based off how we would treat this movie um you know going forward after seeing it the one time um so first rating lowest score is really straightforward never watch it again self-explanatory right above that is a stream and what that is is that it's on a streaming service that you're already subscribed to. You, there's no additional cost to it. Um, and you're looking for something to watch, you'd be willing to throw it on when you're kind of like, you don't really have anything in mind and you just see it's available. You, you're browsing, whatever, you'd click on it. Um, so if you kind of kind of get the feel of, of the intentions of rewatching it. Above that is a rent, pay a few bucks, you'd be willing to, to see it again. And then, of course, at the top of the list is to own it. You'd be pay the full price, Blu-ray, digital, however you want to own it, so you could watch it as many times as you want. Um, and for me, it's definitely a buy. One, because I love Christopher Nolan as a director. I love all his movies, but 
but because I'm so excited to see this movie again. And and not because, like, I didn't understand it or didn't enjoy it, but, like, as soon as the movie ended, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was so good. And the way the movie works, like all Christopher Nolan movies, the ending reveals so much that, like, oh, I want to watch it again so that I can have that perspective and enjoy it with that additional information. Like, like it, I was excited to see it again, not just like, oh, what the heck, like, like when I say I want to need to see it again in theaters, it was like an excited thing, a positive thing. Um, but I also just want to talk about all the reasons that I think it's great, all the reasons I love it, and that I think it deserves praise kind of individually as they are. First off is uh, Lud- Ludwig Jorensen's score, I hope I said his name right, is so great. He, I mean, I've loved him as a composer for a long time, especially um, The Mandalorian. I love his work in that series and so i was excited that he was connected to a christopher nolan movie because for so long it's been hans zimmer who's incredible don't get me wrong i I love his work um and i feel i i I don't know i love movie scores like i have a playlist on spotify of movie scores that i just listen to all the time and this definitely fits the criteria to be in that playlist i've been listening to this soundtrack a lot but on top of that in the movie it's just incredible like it it, it's so intense and and powerful i don't don't know I, i love his score when you see the movie you'll understand um, I already talked about this. The action is top notch. Um, we, it's no secret that Christopher Nolan loves the James Bond movies and he loves the spy genre. And his intent in this was trying to make a movie that brought about the same feeling that he had as a kid watching the James Bond movie for the first time. And, and in some way, I really kind of felt that not specifically with James Bond, but like with action and spy movies, because the, I mean, I want to keep this spoiler free, but if you know anything about this movie, there's a lot of like, backwards and forwards movement with with time and things going backwards and forwards that dynamic of it changed action so much that it was it was like seeing action for the first time like it was so exciting because there was a new different dynamic to it and it was it was really well made action and and it's shot well and edited well and and performed really really well and there was a lot of work from the stunt stunt workers and actors in doing this action you know them doing things backwards so that when the when the clip is reversed and played in reverse that it's now forward like it it really is intense the work that went in to provide great action and it was a ton of fun to watch it was exciting it felt fresh um and on that note as well the 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 concept behind it reminded me of the first time i saw a christopher nolan movie like i said i love christopher nolan i've owned almost all of his movies i've seen them so many times and like the nuance of them that's not the right word the I've seen his movies so many times that the like the edge has slipped, so to speak. Like and it, like the Prestige, Inception, Interstellar. Like there's so much that you don't understand. The mystery is gone, and so you enjoy it in a different way than you do the first time. Of course, it reminds me of seeing a Christopher Nolan movie for the first time because I'm seeing a Christopher Nolan movie for the first time. But like it was a positive thing to be so confused for so long because like I miss that because. I love his movies and the way they twist, but I know how they are. So I haven't been able to experience that in a long time. And, and that was a ton of fun for me, especially in the theaters. Um, the actors are great. I love a good heist spy movie. And this definitely fits the boot for that. Um, Nolan's dedication to practical effects are incredible. And the way they pay off in this movie is incredible. There's so many great moments of incredible practical effects um, that we'll kind of get to more. Um, you know what? Why not? This is just kind of blended together. I should have shared these earlier. So I guess B- 
binge points are kind of being thrown into pick your poison here. Spoiler free binge points, we'll call them. So binge points, what they are here at the basement binge, just Easter eggs, details, things about the movie that we want to talk about um, kind of individually on their own and, and why we did or did not like him or, or fun things to notice. Um, so I guess these are my spoiler ones, spoiler free ones I'm throwing in here with pick your poison. Um, but yeah, so, so something about this, this movie has less than 280 visual effects shots, uh, meaning like CGI. Um, so for comparison, other Christopher Nolan movies, The Dark Knight has 650, The Dark Knight Rises has 450, and Dunkirk has 425. So Dunkirk, which is already a pretty practical effect movie, this movie has significantly less. And when you see the movie and understand it, it's like, what? Are you serious? And, and I want to I wanna keep this spoiler-free. Again, we all know that the nature of the movie has things moving backwards and forward in time and, and people manipulating things backwards and forwards and you watch things like a car or a person moving backwards while everyone else is moving forward or the other way around and you start to realize that, that it required somebody to move backwards while everyone else was moving forward so that when the clip was played and everyone else is backwards they're moving forward and like there was a few moments when I watched is like wow like Everyone involved in this put in a lot of work so that these things could be captured practically and so you could feel the practical, like, reality of it. And it, it adds to the intensity, and it's great. Um, you know, I've talked about this before. I love Nolan's love of the large format film and his dedication to that. It's great. Um, the opening scene is incredible. Uh, the prologue, if you saw that in theaters, it, it showed on some IMAX previews in some places. Like, I remember seeing it at The Rise of Skywalker. It's incredible to watch. I, I love seeing that. Um, the cinematography in this movie is just beautiful to look at. Uh, set pro- set designs and, and production design is, it are incredible and feel so intense um, and really incredible. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of throwing this all together, but I just want to say that, like, for so long, not for so long it's been less than a week initially i kind of felt guilty for enjoying this movie so much and and felt like i should be hard on it because of maybe the lack of the emotion and that seems to be the biggest complaint that people have is like oh the villain's motivations are really stupid like it's not a good fleshed out villain he's not a good villain and that seems to be like a common thing talked about in movies that i've never really understood like what does and doesn't make a good villain to me i felt threatened by the villain i felt I was like afraid of him and that made him a good villain for me, whether his motives are fleshed out or not. Like it was enough. Cause I felt like Christopher Nolan was trying to make a James Bond movie. And it's like the most James Bondy villain ever. Like he's evil for evil's sake. And his motivations are that he's evil. Like that's really like silly when you say it that way, but it, it he feels imposing while you're watching the film and, and scary and kind of like almost unstoppable. No, I wouldn't say that quite that far, but very imposing. Um, and the emotion of the characters, like, I, I really felt. And I'll get more into this later and fall in once we've already dropped the spoiler wall. But, like, the relationship, especially between Neil and the protagonist, um, John David Washington's and Robert Pattinson's characters, like, I really felt that friendship and that connectivity that they have. And so I, I definitely felt that the emotion was there, um, you know, beyond what people say. So if you like this movie, it's okay. I liked it, too. I don't know why I'm defending it. This is maybe just cathartic for myself where I felt a little guilty for enjoying it. Um, I hope I get to see it again. If you get to go see it, be safe, wear a mask, you know, protect yourself and others around you. Um, enjoy it carefully. Um, but go have a good time. Watch the movie. It's good to be back in the theaters enjoying an intense blockbuster. This is just a ton of fun. 
um, and is a big blockbuster movie. I, I really, really enjoyed. So that's the end of the spoiler wall. That means that spoilers will be coming. So if you have not seen this movie, definitely pause it. It's not worth it having spoiled by some amateur movie reviewer like me when the marketing has done such a good job keeping it a secret. So stop listening if you have not seen this movie. If you have, keep listening. Uh, let's kind of get into the spoilers. Here we go. Let's continue with the binge points. You know, actually, I already, kind of already talked about them. Um, oh, this is this is the last one that I love, the binge points. The movie reaches, and to quote Kelton, a member of the basement binge who's not here, right after the movie ended, it reached a whole nother level when the red team and the blue team started moving in together and one of them was inverted. And it is so true. Like, they're kind of, you get excited when you're understanding the mechanics of inversion and then you see, like, oh, like, this is going to happen and this person was in this place because of inversion. And, like, you kind of, like, catch the concept and you feel like you're maybe a little bit ahead of the curve and the twist because it's easy to understand. And then all of a sudden, it just, like, takes it up 10 notches, like, in, in a way that, like, as far as, like, uh, um, production and, and being able to film, I did not understand that it would get to that point just because of the limitations I created in my head about what wasn't and wasn't possible about filming this inverted nature and so it was just like so exciting, the level they reached and the action was so intense. And also like the the Chris the Nolan crosscut that get you that you get there is so good, um, and I love it there at that moment. So super intense. Anyway, that's that's enough of binge points. Let's get to the best segment at the basement binge. Fall in. This, if you're new here, is where we talk about the messages or meanings that we take away from a film. It all started. Um, with my film professor where he talked about how every movie has emotion to it I don't know why I keep going back to that word but but every movie has a theme or a message to kind of use layman terms you know there's an idea that you can pull from it there's an understanding about yourself about the world around you about your choices that can come from all forms of art and especially story um, but also just with the 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 theory i think i already said this he called it the theory of film my professor did with the ability that the mechanics and techniques of film can do can be able to affect your understanding and your mindset in in a positive way and how as moviegoers we should be more aware of that and we should take more control of that um, and shouldn't allow ourselves to just be passively influenced by this this these mechanics of story and and filmmaking Anyway, so to take it into a positive way, at the end of every episode, we talk about things we take away. Wow, this is kind of... <laughs> this is why I have those other two here, because they keep me on track. On my own, I ramble. So, fall in. Um, there was one moment that really, really touched me a lot, way more than I anticipated going into this movie at all. And it's near the end, um, after Neil and John David Washington, or the protagonist, I guess, and Ives, um, the character played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, the guy who was part of, like... I forget, like, the two people that went in. Like, when the protagonist and Ives went in. Anyway, when they've diffused the algorithm or whatever you want to call it, and Neil is saying how their friendship is ending and how you have a future in the past and, and all of the complexity of that moment, he says something. What's done is done. And then I can't remember the rest word for word. But something along the line, it's not a reason to be complacent. Like, we still have the ability to be proactive. Um, and... If you are a longtime listener of The Basement Binge, we've been absent for a really, really long time, um, and it's been really difficult. Part of that has been just the difficulty of a, a summer and, and three individuals trying to, to work together, 
Um, but the biggest difficulty has been my own my own shortcomings, my own infirmities, if you will, imperfections, um, especially with my more recent my my more recent encounter struggle. I'll be honest, my more recent struggle with mental health, um, and there's this line of a song that I love that my wife and I love by Lav or Lauv, however you said say his name. Um, the song is called Sad Forever, and there's one particular lyric that I love where he says, Lately, I've been in the backseat to my own life trying to take control, but I don't know how to. And it kind of goes on like, hey, he doesn't want to be sad forever. He doesn't want to wake up and wonder, what am I doing this for? I don't want to be medicated. I don't want to be th- go through that war. I don't want to be sad anymore. And I really have felt um, recently it's been a lot more positive. Um, but previous to this, and one of the reasons it caused that absence to be with our episodes is because I really felt like I was in the backseat to my own life, to my own mental health. My mental health negatively was driving me to places I didn't want to go. Um, and I kind of felt an inability to change any of that, any an inability to improve on it or, or take control by any means. Um, you know, that my choices in the past now were leading to negative habits or negative consequences or, or, or whatever, that there was a cycle that I got myself into that I was going to be in and was going to be in a grind. Um, so with that in mind, I love what he said that, that what's done is done. It's not a reason to be complacent. And it kind of just gave me like an umph to keep trying and to keep going. And what's done is done, but that doesn't have to change what is going to happen. And whether we're moving backwards or forwards in time, we still have the ability to, to, to act. We still have the ability to to empower change. Um, and to get away from the complexity of the movies and inverting yourself and just talking in a more realistic way in our own lives, um, sometimes things can feel like a little dark and a little impossible to escape because of the cycle that those choices and bad habits and addictions, and maybe if we want to throw that in, word in there, can cause. Um, there's never a reason to be complacent because there's always an ability to keep working and to keep changing things and to keep improving. Um, so that was my takeaway. I loved it. And I really love this movie just because it was a great action movie and a great movie directed by Christopher Nolan. And the concept was cool. And maybe there's some truth in it that there is an emotion and the villain has no motivations, but I don't really care about any of that because of the experience that I had in trying to understand and watch a great action movie with a cool concept of inverting yourself and moving backwards and like trying to understand that. I, I just love it. So, yeah, really enjoyed this movie. Got to say it was a ton of fun. So, yeah, thanks for listening to The Basement Binge. We appreciate you guys. Um, if you're new here, we would love it if you could subscribe I apologize earlier in the episode for being gone for so long, but we're back and we're back consistently now. So there's definitely going to be more episodes coming out beyond this Um, episodes we've recorded that I haven't edited new movies coming out, older movies that we're going to review all these things in the works. So definitely subscribe for more episodes coming. If you enjoyed this one at all. Um, And then hopefully when you listen again, the other two hosts will be here as well. Not try hosts as we call ourselves, not just myself. So, yeah, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. If you also liked it, share it with someone else who enjoyed this movie or didn't enjoy the movie, and maybe I can convince them otherwise, or I can do the speaking for you. Whatever. Just We'd appreciate it if you could share it. That helps us out a ton.
Uh, something else that really helps us that we haven't really asked for, but I'd like to, is if you could leave us a review, either on Apple Podcasts or any podcast listening advice, but especially Podchaser. Um, you can just go to podchaser.com and search for The Basement Binge. It's also going to be linked in the show notes if you could leave a review there of this podcast or our podcast in general. I'd love it. You could le- give us comments, reviews. Let us know if you like the individual format. Let us know if you didn't. Tell me if you disagreed or didn't. Um, connect with us on social media, Letterbox, all those things linked in the description. We'd really, really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you guys again for listening. Um, if you like this episode and want more of The Basement Binge um, and want to listen, I'm going to suggest our Mad Max re-review. It was one just done individually by me. Um, Mad Max Fury Road was one of the first movies reviewed, and I didn't feel adequate about what I had to say. So later, like months later, I went and re-reviewed it. But go check that out. It's, again, a solo episode by me. But if you like this one, hopefully you'll like that one. If you watch the movie Tenant and are now looking for more movies to watch, um, the one that I recommended earlier in the episode I recorded, and now I'm re-recording, was Mouse Hunt. It has nothing to do with the movie Tenant, but just came to mind when I was looking for a res- recommendation. It's from like 1997. It's a, like a comedy that's just hilarious that someone gave me for my birthday once, and my brother and I love it because it's just funny. Yeah, so Mouse Hunt, go check it out if you're looking for something to watch. Um, we again appreciate you guys listening to the basement binge please subscribe share it with all your friends review us all those things we appreciate you listening of course that's all for now ciao ciao At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.